I got a girl with a mind on love The kind of love that is dangerous It knocks me down but I get back up Hey everyone, welcome back to Kevin and the Wu-Tang Clan. Today, I have my brother back on the podcast as we talk about week 13 of the NFL season and we give our week 14 picks. Um, We also talk about who made uh, our fantasy football playoffs, so stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for all the stuff about Ron Ron Rivera getting fired and we give our thoughts on that and the Josh Shaw betting scandal so guys let's give my brother a call and thanks for listening to the podcast hello hey mike welcome back to the podcast uh obviously last week we had you live on the podcast um, back in Jersey for Thanksgiving. Obviously had a lot of fun watching football together, eating a lot of turkey. But now that you're back on the on the West Coast, um, kind of got a little experience with the East Coast weather with the winter storms and everything. Yeah, no, it's good to be back. Honestly, I miss that kind of weather. Like, it's, it's kind of nice out season. Um, it's basically an SF. It's basically the same temperature the whole year. So it almost doesn't feel like time is passing by sometimes. So it is, uh, you know, I don't take the snow and all that for granted, but it was kind of bad on Sunday night to snow, how it delayed my flight five hours. So I uh, ended up getting it at 4 a.m. It's kind of rough. Yeah, kind of rough there. <laughs> I'm not envious of you at all um, dealing with that type of weather and all that stuff. But, Mike, let's get to the football because there are a lot of really interesting games. Starting with uh, Thursday on Thanksgiving Day, obviously we had a bunch of turkey, a bunch of food, uh, a lot of time with family, but we were definitely watching and tuning into the football. Um, and I would say the surprise game of that of that, that Thursday night slate was the Bills-Cowboys game. Yeah, yeah. No, we uh, we spent that entire day watching football and eating a lot of food. And I will say, like, the Bills, both both of us didn't have, like, the highest expectations. I think we both had the Cowboys winning this game. But the Bills came out in surprise, especially that defense. Yeah, and I think that was the most surprising part, um, just, like, how good that defense looked, um, especially against the Cowboys' offense at home. Um, and the Cowboys are really struggling now, sitting at 6-6, six and six, um, still leading the division because the Eagles, and we'll talk about them a little bit later, are having their <laughs> troubles right now, sitting at 5-7. and seven. But the, the Cowboys do not look like contenders at all um, in the NFC with the way they've been playing. And surprisingly, the Bills are 9-3, and three, sitting one game behind the pat the Pats who are mm-hmm. ten and two um in the AFC East. So uh there's also a possibility there of um the Bills catching up to the Pats. Yeah, I, I don't wanna go too deep into that because I just don't think it's gonna happen. Um honestly I, I can't see Buffalo taking the that would just be incredible. Like if the Bills took the division for the Patriots, that would be 
one of the most unexpected things from this entire like NFL season for me. It just yeah. it, it, it was like the Tycon branch. So, I mean, the Bills have a few games coming up against the Ravens, Steelers, and Patriots, um, and you know our lowly Jets. But I, I can't see them beating the Ravens, um, and they could lose these games to the Steelers and Patriots as well. But I, I mean, they definitely. I think it, it'll be tough for them. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll be tough for them. Totally agree. Um, but yeah, I think the more surprising thing within that game was just like the ineffectiveness of maybe the way the Cowboys played during that game and how they gave up basically 23 straight points um, and kind of fell behind fairly quickly in that game. And it was just like really surprising to me that they weren't, they weren't able to be effective. Yeah, honestly, like Josh Allen played a great game as well. Uh, he's had a really nice run. I think he has like 15 touchdowns for like two interceptions in past, um, you know, eight games or something, right? But you know, Josh Allen has has looked legit. Um, in the uh, honestly, the Cowboys, Dak's uh, Dak's MVP run is kind of taking a hit at this point. So we'll have to see what happens there. But you're right, like all of these. All, for all this talk that the Cowboys are like a legitimate playoff team, um, it, it, you know, they haven't beaten anyone uh, good, right? They haven't beaten any good teams. They lost the Bills, and they also lost to our Lily Jets. Um, if I'm a Cowboys fan, I just don't know how much more I see before I start taking some interesting, more drastic action, especially at the head coaching position. Uh, we talk about it every week, but Jason Garrett, I mean, he's running on a shorter and shorter leash. Yeah, totally. And it, honestly, looking at their record and everything, if it weren't for them being in the NFC East, they wouldn't be sniffing the playoffs in any other division right now. So it's kind of – they're kind of getting lucky by where they're placed in within their division. Um, and you mentioned the Jason Garrett rumors kind of swirling whether or not he's going to be keeping his job um, at the end of the season, and that remains to be seen, obviously. But I think a lot of people are speculating that it's possible that he won't be with the Cowboys next year. Yeah, I I don't think – I mean, it's honestly a surprise that he's been able to last for so long. But for me, I think that, you know, Jerry Jones looks at the season, especially if they don't make the playoffs, I think he's for sure out. Um, but even if he does, I think that the Cowboys kind of consider a head coaching change at the end of this season. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, yeah, I, I think that would be the only logical thing to do. Um, yep. But other than the Thanksgiving Day games, um, obviously we had the game that game of the week I thought in terms of the matchup between the 49ers visiting the Ravens and the Ravens pulling it out with the Justin Tucker game winning kick at the end of regulation um, to win 20 to 17. And these are, these two teams are probably the two best teams in the league coming into the weekend. Maybe the power rankings kind of changed um, with your thoughts. Um, at the end of this week. Um, but, yeah, I, I just thought it was a really interesting game looking back at it. Lamar just looks unbelievable running the ball. Um, passing yards-wise, it's 
it wasn't like particularly impressive, but um, he ran the ball really well, had over a hundred yards rushing and a touchdown. Um, so that, that in itself is impressive. Yeah. We talked about this last week a little bit, but these are, in my mind, the top the top teams in each of the uh, conferences for now, right? Um, for the Ravens, they definitely look legit. Um, Lamar Jackson, though, only having a hundred passing yards, it, it it is a little surprising, right? But I think that his body of work for the entire season has shown that he can pass the ball quite accurately. Um, but yeah, like for him to have six yards per carry, 16 carries and a hundred yards, it's, it, it's just, he's kind of changing the position. Um, and it doesn't seem like any team has found the exact recipe to stop him at this point. Um, cause when I look at their receiving clubs, it's not like they have like some amazing talent there. Uh, so it, it really is like a Lamar Jackson show more and more. And I'm every week continually more and more impressed with him. Uh, for the 49ers, I mean, their defense looks pretty solid against a Raiders team that's been putting up, like, 30, you know, plus every week. Uh, I, I just can't understand this, like, running back by committee approach here with Raheem Mostert. Like, one week you have Kevin Coleman, one week it's, um, you know, Raheem. Yeah. And then another week it's, like, I know Burrito was injured, but, you know, they, they really have this, like, you know, three-headed – dragon at rushing and only one of them goes off usually per week yeah totally so it's it's like a really interesting way for them to run their team in terms of not really knowing where the offensive production is coming from um and i think that's the biggest question from for this san francisco team and trying to figure out consistently where those threats are coming from and i think that's what can happen when there's a bit of a mixed bag of things with them trying to figure out, oh, is it going to work or not um, offensively? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this game was, um, you know, Ravens' home game. So that's another factor there. But the, the two teams look pretty evenly matched. Yeah, totally. Overall. And it might be the preview for the Super Bowl. Who knows? But it's a mm-hmm. possible preview for the Super Bowl and otherwise a really interesting regular season game. Um I guess moving on, I thought the other game that was really fascinating was there's two games that have really caught my eye. The Patriots-Texans game for Sunday night and the Monday night game last night between the Vikings and the Seahawks. Um, I don't know which one you want to talk about first, but I want to talk about Patriots-Texans because I don't know if you're listening to First Take and all the kind of talking at shows, but people were talking about how is Tom Brady done? Is this, like, it for Tom Brady? And I just think it's, like, ridiculous for all these people to be talking about how, like... No, I know. Yep. And, and like, isn't it just, like, it's just to drive the headlines, don't you think, at this point? Like, like it's not even, like, a hot take anymore. It's just, like, one of those things that you kind of do once a year about Tom Brady and him maybe losing his fastball until he doesn't get it back, right? Yeah, I, I think at this point, like, he's crossed the hump of, like, doubting Tom Brady, especially being in the same division as him. But I, I just don't think that's really the case. Um, you know, he still has three touchdowns, one interception, uh, he, you know, seven yards per attempt. Like, it, it's not like he had the worst game 
it's like an above average game um, to go for any quarterback. So, I mean, one of the picks, like his one interception was like incredibly deadly uh, because it gave the Texans such good field positioning and they ended up uh, getting some momentum early in the game there and really got the ball rolling. Uh, and the Patriots weren't allowed to play like their typical game of like playing from ahead, actually. Right. So they were always kind of behind and having to catch up. Um, but for me, yeah, I, I think it's like incredibly premature to, you know, think that Tom Brees a little washed at this point, 18 touchdowns, six interceptions for the season. It's, it's a solid season for any kind of quarterback. Uh, and he really doesn't have many weapons at this point. Like Edelman was being double covered. Uh, you know, you go from Gronk to this tight end Lacoste, um, who I think I, it was like his first uh, reception or something for the entire season, first I've seen him make, right? Sanu, like Dorsett, neither have really been able to be like game changers here. And, uh, you know, Sony Michelle, in terms of the running back, like he just hasn't shown much, right? So it's kind of like the same, like James White, Rex Burkhead, dump ball thing that we've kind of become accustomed to. Yeah, totally. And I think that's kind of where, like, a lot of people are underestimating the weapons around Brady and not being, like, that great. And I think that's where people are like, oh, Brady's falling off the cliff. Well, look at the pieces that they're putting around him and expecting to carry this. Like, the pieces around him aren't that great. And and I'm a Jets fan, and I'm defending Tom Brady, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, Maybe it's gotten to the point where he's bashed our brains in so bad, and I've come to respect him to this point. But, like, it's basically, at this point, I feel like all the talking heads um, are just kind of recycling their – they're yearly, all right, Tom Brady's lost, and then he'll prove us wrong type of thing. So I fully expect them to, like, make a huge run into the AFC Championship game at least um, before they get knocked out or go to the Super Bowl. So I wouldn't be surprised about that at all. But on the flip side of things, the Texans looked uh, fairly impressive, especially Deshaun Watson um, in that game because I just thought – against that Patriots defense and that defensive backfield, it would be really tough for Watson to pass on this team. And he looked extremely impressive passing the ball um, and effective passing it. Yeah, I mean, football players are tough. And why I say that is, like, a lot of the tax team had the flu. So we're actually recovering from it. Um, I don't know. I, I think that that probably had something to do with it in some sense, too. Um those are just my like trying to play football with the flu, even when you're recovering. That's it's it's kind of insane. Um, but yeah, Sean had a great game overall. Uh, to be able to get a win at you know at Foxborough, incredibly impressive. So yeah, I think that this Texans team is um, kind of living up to their potential, and I, I'm kind of surprised that Bill O'Brien was able to outcoach uh, Belichick. Like, I think it was actually, the first, first win in their uh, matchup between really? the coaches. Yeah, yeah. Like he actually, in terms of like the coaching, like I was impressed with the plays. Like in terms of the plays, like I, I really liked how they um, were able to attack some very common like Patriots like weaknesses. 
So you either have like a short passes um, crossing routes or something, um, just to be able to move the ball quickly, right? Or you're like passing out to like Duke Johnson, um, dumping off to him. I, I thought that they played really, really quite well and utilized their pieces like Duke Johnson, being able to just like quickly dump it off to him um, and having more of that passing receipt, uh, running back game going on. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think like in terms of like the cover linebackers that the Patriots have, that's probably their biggest weakness um, <laughs> in terms of like running backs coming out of the backfield. It's harder for some of their linebackers especially like Hightower or Kyle Van Noy to cover um, mm-hmm. some of the running backs coming out of the backfield. So I think that was like extremely um, useful with what O'Brien and Watson were kind of doing um, and utilizing Duke Johnson and kind of steering away from Carlos Hyde. But also like I was just impressed by some of the play calling and some of the creativity. Like, I don't know if you saw that play towards the, towards the goal line where they kind of did like a double reverse yep. yeah and the hop and then the hopkins uh pitch back to watson for a touchdown run which i thought was like pretty crazy and i had never seen that play in college or in the nfl um kind of like i think it was like a double reverse option pitch back to watson um that's what it looked like at least and i was like whoa, never seen that before. And Bill O'Brien bringing that all out uh, for the past game. He really wanted to win. So uh, I thought that was pretty impressive um, for them. So got to see all the creativity come out. Um, and then I thought the Seahawks-Vikings game last night was really interesting, just in terms of, like, the Seahawks now are tied to top the NFC uh, West with – the 49ers and I believe they're sitting in the second seed uh, spot right now ahead of the 49ers uh, as um, a result of their win against the Vikings last night and uh, Kirk Cousins goes to 0-6 on Monday Night Football I don't think it was Cousins' fault necessarily, I just thought the the Seahawks played extremely well um, coming out of the out of the first half and scoring 17 straight in the third quarter really kind of put the game away and the Vikings were just trying to catch up for the rest of the game. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, you know, Dalvin Cook was banged up a little bit. Uh, Kirk Cousins has a pretty solid game overall, in my opinion. Uh, It's definitely not an easy place to play at, you know, it's called in Seattle, right? With that, you know, 12th man, 12th man crowd. Yep. Yep. So it's incredibly hard to play there. Uh, I it, it was just a great game, right? The Vikings like pretty confident. The Seahawks are rolling five games in a row. Um, and honestly, like big test this upcoming week with, you know, they're going to be playing against the Rams, and this is like a must must win for the Rams. So uh, I'm I'm gonna be curious and excited for that game uh, totally. this this week. But yeah, like Seattle, they just know how to grind these wins out for in that second half, right? To come out in that third quarter and get 17 straight, right? And then you know outscore them 27 to 13 in that in that second half. It it, it just shows like the Seattle Seahawks team is like never out of the game. And and then Russell Wilson, I you, you just always believe in the Seattle team, right? They're never like fully out of it. And they win so many close games, but I, 
I, I keep thinking that their luck is going to run out, but it just it, maybe there is some like skill, like some some secret they have to winning these close games. Yeah, and I mean, I guess the one concern I would have is maybe their pass catching slash receiving core um, mm-hmm. in terms of the weapons around Wilson, but they've been able to run the ball so effectively. Um, mm-hmm. And they've kind of like Carson and Penny both ran it really effectively last night, um, mm-hmm. which I was really impressed with. And if they can ride that run game, they're going to be fairly successful, I feel like, um, especially if Wilson's able to do enough. And he's playing at pretty much a MVP level right now, um, yep. competing with Lamar probably for the top spot at this point. So I've been pretty impressed with Russell Wilson. And there's a couple weird plays last night. Like he ended up having that batted ball uh, for an interception that got returned um, for a touchdown, mm-hmm. which was extremely weird. Um uh, there's just some like awkward bounces and everything like that. So um, there was that trick play. Travis Homer ended up running uh, during the during their punt formation for the Seahawks. So there's like all these little tricks coming out throughout the NFL as well. Um, I don't know if you, there were any other games that you wanted to talk about, but I I kind of wanted to highlight some of the the special teams play throughout the week, like. I don't know about you, but I noticed like an influx. Maybe it's because I'm following Yonsei Ku a lot more, but like mm-hmm. all the they, they had like three onside kicks. Three onside kicks recovered. I saw one that was recovered during the the pass game to kind of give them a little bit of life uh, towards the end of the game, or or almost recovered at the end of the game. So like there was just Ooh. like a lot of like yeah. close possibilities for onside kicks to be recovered, uh, which I found really fascinating. Um, and then like I guess the other big like shocking loss was probably the Dolphins beating the Eagles, which like I don't think we really foresaw it coming at all. Um, I think we, we we skipped by like kind of a kind of a note for this week. Maybe we won't we won't pass up. Um, yeah, and automatically skip these Dolphins games anymore. Yeah, totally not, especially because they're playing our Jets, and the Jets ended up losing to a previously winless Cincinnati team. So there is nothing for the Jets to be proud about there um, at all. So, Mike, before we move on to our picks, I, I wanted to talk about a couple different things. There's three things that I want to talk about, and then maybe we could kind of add on a couple things before we get to our picks for week 14. But first thing I want to talk about, um, our picks, or our, um, what's it called? Uh, The Panthers ended up losing to the Redskins 29-21. And today, Ron Rivera, after nine seasons with the um, Carolina Panthers, ended up getting let go, getting fired. Um, and I, I found it a really, I don't know what you want to say, interesting decision mid-season. Um, I didn't know what I did too. It was a little surprising. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think out of the pool of candidates that could be fired for this, um, you know, obviously you have the Clapper, um, so Jason Garrett, the Cowboys, I mean, you also have an increasingly, increasingly hot seat in, you know, other places like, you know, the Chargers, right, Anthony Lynn, 
right? Um, you know, Dan Quinn for the Falcons, right? So it was a little, you know, there was no kind of favorite, and I wouldn't have expected Iran to be the, you know, first coach fired, or, you know, the honestly, like, the, the coach that ended up getting letting go. But uh, there was no kind of clear favorite either as well. So it, it's not super, super surprising at, uh, at the same time. But honestly, yeah. I didn't kind I didn't of surprising. I just thought the timing of it was a little, like, not to give him after nine seasons, not to get, like, was the Redskins loss really the camel that broke its back? Like, they didn't give him the courtesy to, like, finish out the I year. agree. I just found it really, like, the time. And maybe Pepper, who's, like, a relatively newish owner, wanted to, like, kind of give his, like, stamp um, of approval to the team and kind of, like, show the team that he has control of it. Um I don't know. I just found it really fascinating, especially with, like, and it seems like this Carolina team going into the offseason is going to be moving into a different direction. Uh, Rivera's now gone, especially from that their Super Bowl appearance from a couple of seasons ago. There's huge questions about whether Cam's returning. Um, and, you know, McCaffrey's kind of their – they're going to be moving up with Christian McCaffrey as their, like, guy that's their huge stalwart. Yeah, no, I think you bring up a lot of good points. It is kind of interesting after uh, all the time that Ron Rivers had with the Panthers that they didn't let him finish out the season, and it's not like he would have felt like the best hand with all the injuries, like to Cam. Um, Obviously, like... Like, like, I don't know what the expectations were once Cam, like, went out. Like, I... Even with Cam, and they're like... I'm kind of surprised that they were like, you have to make the playoffs. Like they, they're five and seven. We talked about the Panthers being quite a frisky team. Like the Redskins loss is very, very surprising. But it, it was kind of doubtful that they were going to make the playoffs at this point, anyways. Yeah, I don't know like what the expectation one was, and maybe it would have been a little unrealistic for those expectations to be met. Um, if you know, especially with like a backup quarterback that not really had any starting experience. Like, I just don't know if he was given a good situation to succeed. Um, and I'm not sure any coach is in a good situation to succeed, especially if they have a backup quarterback in uh, starting most of the game. So I just thought it was a really tough situation there um, for Ron Rivera. So we'll be missing him and his gambling Ron Riverboat ways. Um, mm-hmm. But Another thing that I wanted to bring up is, Mike, after um, – I don't know if you've been following this, and this is kind of like a periphery story, but I found really fascinating, and I'm not sure if you know where I'm going here, is uh, the Josh Shaw story, um, who ended up gambling on – and this is a guy who's been on the um, – on the IR all year because he hurt his shoulder, but he got suspended uh, for gambling on the Panthers. Um, and I found that to be a really – and he actually got suspended for all of next year as well. But I found it really interesting um, with, like, the legalization of betting and all the things that are happening in the league right now um, and the league partnering with Caesars 
um, entertainment in terms of them take being like the official NFL sponsor, like all the stuff with the NFL's gambling policies and one of their players getting in trouble with it. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's really interesting we talk about this earlier, but it's just like the NFL, they they have to come out hard on this kind of thing. Like they can't allow any kind of potential doubts around the integrity of the game. Um, they definitely don't want to be like, you know, the, the sports league with any kind of potential questions of the integrity um, of the sport. So I, I don't, I'm not surprised by how hard the NFL went after it. And, you know, if I was in that kind of position as well, I would do the same exact thing. Um, obviously going hard on it. Um, just to make sure that everyone has no doubt that this, this league is, is not allowing any of that kind of, um, you know, shady betting to be in place. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I just thought it was really fascinating because I think people, like, as the rise and popularity of gambling, of sports gambling especially, getting super popular now that most more and more states are legalizing sports gambling, I think it's only natural for, like, there be to, there to be some haziness around some of the rules on gambling. And... And I'm reading right now that Josh Shaw is actually appealing his suspension um, right now um, for the NFL. So it's going to be really fascinating to see, like, how the NFL or if the NFL at all changes, like, their league policies. And I think their league policies read that they prohibit all personnel associated with the NFL from wagering on games, whether it be players, coaches, owners, officials, or these employees. So I, I just found it fascinating because it's not like Shaw who ended up playing a three-team parlay, which is not like it would be really hard even if he was playing to affect the game because he wouldn't be able to affect the game into other teams that he was betting on. Right. Kind of, to, to kind of like change the system in any way other than if he was like in cahoots with like other players on different teams, mm-hmm. that would be a whole mess of a problem. But yep. it, it's just fascinating to see kind of like what a story like gambling and maybe the changing attitudes on sports gambling are going to have on someone's life and someone like him and someone like uh, that's put in this situation uh, during this time period. Yeah. No, I think you're right that. You bring up a lot of good points, but they're very like detailed points, and it's 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 really all about perception. Like a lot of people are probably just seeing the top line news article, and as much as possible, you know the NFL wants to mitigate that. So even though you bring up a lot of good points, like not many people are going to get into the details. Um, even though I think that they are fairly uh, fairly interesting points. But at the same time, like, there's still some doubts that you could have, like, you know, what if there's collusion, like, splitting, like, a profit with one of the teammates. Um, so, so obviously, like, you, you just can't allow any of that, um, yeah, just totally from a perception standpoint. Totally agree. So, Mike, we're three quarters of the way into the season. 
So before we get into our week 14 picks to kind of come into their home stretch, you know, December football means like playoff time uh, in more ways than in fantasy and in the NFL. Um, give me your top six teams three quarters into the season for the AFC and the NFC in terms of who you think is going to make the playoff. So let's start with the AFC, Mike. Give me your one through six. Yeah, so for the AFC, uh, we still have the Patriots. Um, I mean, so starting off with the seeding, I'll, I'll say the Ravens is my number one seed. Okay. My, I would have the Pats as the number two seed. Mm-hmm. In terms of the three seed, I would argue that the Chiefs are going to make the three seed. And then I have the Texans winning the AFC South. And in terms of the fifth, uh, the wild card seeds, um, fifth seed would be the Buffalo Bills. And then finally, I have the Titans as the sixth seed. Got it. All right. Um, yeah, I, it's so, like, the, it's really interesting because I think the Bills pretty much solidified themselves as a playoff team with that win against the Cowboys. Um, yeah. Like, I don't think they have much to worry about anymore in terms of, like, making the playoff final. It's really all about that sixth seed. Um, and it's kind of interesting who you chose there to put in for your number six team as the Titans. Uh, Tannehill kind of given them, a, like, solidified that position for them as well. Um, yeah, for me, I'm going number one, Ravens, two, Patriots, three, I'm going Chiefs, four, Houston, number five, the Bills, and number 16 is, like, either between the Steelers, the Titans, the Raiders and the Colts, right? Um, right. It's really difficult to kind of say, like, at this point, the Colts have an interesting schedule. Um, I, the Titans really have a pretty difficult schedule coming up. They they have the, the Texans twice, and then they have the Saints sandwiched in between. So they have one of the tougher schedules in the AFC. No, it's a, it's a really tough schedule. Uh, Steelers have a fair, like, they have Arizona and the Jets, but then they also have the Bills and the Ravens to finish off the, the year. Um, and then, I, I, I just don't think the Steelers are very good. Yeah, it's it's really difficult. Actually, the most favorable schedule probably is the Raiders, but they have a really key matchup against the Titans. Like, out of all the teams, like, in terms of who, like, trust the most, I probably trust the Steelers the most, most, as crazy as that sounds. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that their schedule is relatively favorable, and you do trust, like, Mike Tomlin, and they'll get back, like, Juju and James Conner. Um, so they won't have to rely on, like, second and third string quarterbacks at this point. Well, it's, yeah, it's Doug Hodges at this point. So it's it's going to be really, like, I'm really putting my back, like, all my eggs in the Doug Hodges basket is kind of concerning, um, trying to say that. Um, but they're sitting at 7-5. and five. They, I think getting to 9 nine wins. Getting in 10 wins, I think, definitely secures it, but even getting to nine might secure it in the AFC. Um, so, I'll roll with, it's like a tepid, I'll roll with the Steelers, but I don't know if that has, there's any basis to that at all. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I think we might be surprised at the tight end. Um, they might steal the division from the Texans. I totally agree. It's, it's still well within their grasp where they can go to another and steal it away from the tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would not be a surprise at all either. Like yep. NFC teams, give me your playoff. Yeah, so, so for me, for the NFC East, um, so starting with the first seed, I think that's kind of where I'm having the toughest time given there's such a big um, choice to make between the Seahawks and these 49ers. But Saints, possibly? I mean, and then even the Packers at 9 and 3, they're not entirely out of it as well. I mean, when I look at the, you know, kind of the schedule for the Saints and the 49ers, I mean, all of them have quite difficult schedules because they are playing each other quite a bit. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'll probably roll with I'll probably roll with the Saints then actually as my number one seed. Hmm. I think that they're they're playing the 49ers, they're playing the Colts, um, and then the Titans and Panthers. And although that might seem like a hard schedule, I think it's a lot better than like the 49ers playing the Saints away, right? But then they're also playing the Rams and Seahawks. And the Seahawks are playing the Rams. Cardinals and 49ers. Um, so, yeah, it, it would probably be up to the Saints and, and the Seahawks for me here. Um, I'm going to slightly favor the, the Saints here because I, I think that they should go 3-1 and one at a minimum here. Um, yeah, so 13-3. and three. I think the Saints are my number one for now. And then I'll have the Seahawks as the number two, um, followed up by the Packers, for the three seed, the Cowboys for the four seed, uh, rounded out by 49ers at the five seed, and then the Vikings as my six seed. Got it. Um, for me, I actually have fairly similar ideas, but I have the Saints, then I have Seahawks, Packers, um, I have the Eagles actually still in the NFC. I'm not, I'm dying on Eagles, so it looks like this year. Um, they just lost the Dolphins. They just lost the Dolphins, but it's, they have, it's really going to come down to that week 16 game between the Cowboys. I agree. Yep, I agree. Um, because they, the Eagles still have the Giants twice and then the Redskins, um, and those teams aren't great either. And granted, the Dolphins aren't good, but like, the, like they have a better shot than I would say Cowboys Bears, Cowboys Rams, Cowboys like the Cowboys have two pretty decently hard games in the Bears and the uh, Rams, so it's still it's going to be tougher for the Cowboys, whereas the Eagles have three games where they're against surefire non-playoff teams. Um, and the, game, the Giants are on an eight-game losing streak, so it is definitely possible that the Eagles sweep them um, mm-hmm. and make that up fairly easy. So I, I really think that we stick NFC East, Eagles, and Cowboys is going to kind of determine the there. Um, in terms of 
wildcard spots. I got the 49ers from the 50. Now, the Rams, like, sitting at 75, sitting one game back behind the Vikings, I was, I'm fairly tempted to actually kind of take the Rams as the 60. Interesting. I, I know you love your Rams. Um, I mean, yeah, let's take a look at their, their schedule really it's, quick. It's a tough schedule. It's the Seahawks, the Cowboys, the 49ers, and the Cardinals. So it's possible. No, I, no I, so I, I don't think, yeah, I think that they, even if, so yeah, I, I could see them going two and two. It'd be, or it's even three and one, right? But I think two and two is the most likely outcome um, for these Rams. And I just like the Vikings against the Lions. I like the Vikings against Chargers. I like the Vikings against the Bears for that final week. So, and even on the, yeah, I think that I, it's, the Vikings look good. The Vikings look good. No, they do look good. They look competitive yesterday against that Seahawks team. So it definitely would not be a rush at all for them to kind of take it. So yeah, I it's it's really interesting there. Um, I guess before we move into our picks um, for next week, I went to on three this past week, Mike. Um, but and I'm falling, I've fallen behind um, in a couple of games. So I really need to pick it up in this last quarter of the season. But before we go into that, give me your MVP pick, and then we'll get into our picks. I think it's got to be Lamar at this point. Yeah, it's, I mean it, it, it's pretty pretty simple. He's had some incredible marquee wins uh, against the Patriots. Really started the downfall of them, and uh, you know he got the key win over um, some of his other MVP candidates. Like he beat the Seahawks and he beat the Texans. So you know those head-to-head matchups and storylines matter for the MVP race. There's so much positive hype around Lamar him taking the leap. No one having like you know him being like this entirely new type of quarterback. So I, I think for in terms of the narrative, in terms of storyline, and honestly in terms of the results, um, he he would be the pick for MVP for me for right now. Yeah, I agree. And he's literally 23 yards away from a thousand yards rushing. Incredible. That, that that's mind blowing. That's incredible. It's mind boggling. Like yep. yeah, throwing for 25 touchdowns if I like. I'm pretty sure he's the MVP right now. Um, not that it's not even close because I think Wilson's having a great year, but the fact that Lamar is also beating the Ravens to a one seed, it looks like, in the AFC, it's looking and trending towards his award to be, uh, for this last quarter of the season. Yep. I, I, I agree. Yeah. And then, like, someone like Christian McCaffrey kind of lost his luster because of the Panthers, maybe not. Five and seven. And then Russell Wilson, who we talked about, is probably contender number two, I would say. Um, Yep, I would agree with that. Yeah, I don't know if he had anyone else, but he's probably contender number two. Um, But, yeah, it's it's really impressive what Lamar is doing. I totally agree. I think those are the top two candidates. Uh, Lamar, it, it, I mean, it's not like a clear-cut race at this point. Uh, sorry, clear-cut like victory for Lamar. I think that it's still somewhat competitive um, between those two. And Wilson can make a case if, you know, he does lead 
uh, the Seahawks the number one seed as well. But I think that for now, Lamar has a relatively stronghold on that race. Yeah, and he's just kind of been like the narrative and the story of the year for the NFL and like how he's kind of like redefining the position as a quarterback. Yep, yep. So I, I just think like he's kind of been like this cultural renaissance and he's been super culturally relevant as well. Yep, I totally agree. All right, Mike. So let's get into week 14 picks right now. Um, Thursday night game, uh, Cowboys versus the Bears. Who do you ask? I have the Cowboys here. I think the, the Cowboys finally are able to turn it on. I mean, the Bears eked out a win against a Lions team that is not good at all. Um, I, I, if I think the Cowboys are going to make the playoffs, they should win this game. Well, this is where we differ because I obviously chose the Eagles to make the playoffs, and I have the Bears winning at home. Um, and honestly, the reason for that, they're, they're not a bad team. They're 6-6. Six and six. They have the defense, I feel like, to kind of slow down what the Cowboys did, and I think it's possible that they're able to do enough uh, with the Bisky at quarterback. To kind of get a victory there. <laughs> he, he looked confident last week. He did. He looked fairly confident. So I should be happy about that. So, Mike, Colts versus Bucks, who do you have in this game? Yeah, so Colts versus Bucks, um, it, it, it's an interesting game. I I kind of like the Bucks here. Um, yeah, I kind of like the Bucks here, just for the home field advantage. Got it. You, it's it's a really interesting game because like we we come in every week with the Bucks and like, oh, who knows? Like they can kind of turn it on and do whatever they need to do to like get to a couple. You know what I mean? Like they can get to thirty-five points very easily, or just you know, Jameis can throw a bunch of interceptions. So who knows? Like, but. Um, yeah, this is tough. I, let me, I have the first one. Um, so that's his second game that we're differentiating now. Two games. Uh, but yeah, I have a Colts in this game. Um, I, I'm still holding on to the fact that the Colts have something to actually play for, and maybe that's going to be a big motivating factor for them. Yes, no, I, I, I see that point. The Bucks, they're effectively out of the race. Totally out of the race, I think. But um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they won. I'd be like, eh, like that's kind of to be expected from the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Like I have no idea what to expect from this team. Um, Ravens versus Bills, Mike, probably the best early game of the week. Uh, well, I'm mistaken. I'm mistaken about that. 49ers versus Saints is probably the best one at one mm-hmm. spot. Uh, but Ravens versus Bills, that's a pretty close second. Who do you have in this game? Yeah, I I, I like the Ravens here. Yeah, um, give me the Ravens as well. Like, Lamar, yeah. he looks good. Like, if the Bills win this game, then I would be shocked. I'd be shocked if they won this game. I'm actually not – I would not be shocked, to be very honest. Um but yes, it, it it would be it would be a marquee win for the Bills, 
who have only been able to be kind of lowly teams in the Cowboys being their one, you know, major win. Yeah, so interesting. I'm a little bit higher on this both team than most, but um, as evidenced by some of my fantasy uh, teams, but yeah, I, I like I like the Ravens here nonetheless. Got it. All right, Lions or Vikings, like Vikings are at home. Who do you have? Yeah, uh, obviously we have the Vikings here. I think the Vikings roll. I, I don't think this is that close to the game either. Yeah, David. I thought David Blow looked pretty good. What, David he looked Blow, good. He, he looked pretty decent on Thanksgiving. I was fairly. So, yeah. He was a good backup, not a comp, like a good backup. Yeah, I was like, whoa, he's throwing the ball. Oh, okay. I like some of the things that he's doing, but um, yeah, he looks fairly impressive um, as a rookie coming in, big marquee game, prime time. Mm-hmm. I was yep. very impressed. So, but I got the Vikings here. Um, Dalvin Cook, that'll be an injury to watch out for. Um, yeah. Hopefully, he can come back, especially for all things standards that are costing him. Um, <laughs> Redskins versus Packers. Is this another quick one? Packers all the way. Go Pack Go. Mm. Yeah, no, it's it, it's it's another quick one. It's another quick one. Um, Got it. I was I, like, it, all right, Michael's getting crazy here. Um, no, I, no, no. I, I I like the Packers here. Um, I think that line of thirteen is quite high, to be honest. Um, okay. But it's. It, 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 yeah, I, I still like the Packers a lot, and I'm pretty fairly confident that they'll win. But yeah. it's uh, it's an interesting game because the Packers can't fully be trusted. Like they, I can't believe they dropped the Chargers still. Um, yeah, yeah. No, totally great, but it's- Geis looked really good for the Redskins, but nonetheless, obviously, still have the Packers here. Yeah, I got the Packers here. I think. It's- Got to take the Packers and kind of move on. Uh, I'd be pretty surprised if the Redskins. Um, Mike Broncos versus Texans. Are you just taking the Texans to roll here? Yeah, I have the Texans here. I think yeah. I I just have the Texans here. I think that they're starting to put it together. It's gonna be hard to trust the rookies to be it for the Broncos as well. Um, I agree. So I I really have the Texans here. Um, I think Deshaun's going to kind of show stuff, and I think they're going to really solidify themselves yeah, um, at top the AFC South. Yeah, I don't think the Broncos are that great either, so they should win this. Yeah. All right, Mike, big marquee game of the week, 49ers versus Saints. Probably could determine who ends up getting the one seed, um, or at least being in the race for the one seed because of the key head-to-head matchup. Yep, I agree. We both have the Saints because we chose them number one uh, in our uh, like in our uh, playoff team right. that we're kind of ranking. Do you have the Saints here? Right. So yeah, I, I do have the Saints, but I do think that the offensive line has been a little bit shaky for the Saints in the past few weeks. Um, I, I think the Forty ers like if if they. If there is a game where this front seven alone could just win them a game, uh, it's it's the Saints game. So that would be the one thing I'd want to keep my eye out for. But I, I do like the Saints because they're at home. Um, I have been surprised how they have not been able to get Kamara going up as much as they have in, in the past. Um, but honestly, 
I, 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 I like the Saints here, um, mostly because they're home, to be very honest. Got it. Yeah, I, I like the Saints here as well. Um, but, yeah, two even, two pretty evenly matched teams. They really need to get Kamara done because he has not performed up so far. No, it, it's, it's been kind of weird, you know, like how they've utilized him. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think that, honestly, I, I really do think that they find some better ways to utilize Kamara. Um, Thomas has been a beast for the Saints. But, you know, Drew Brees, it's just all these, like, incredibly short passes. Like, I will, you know, you hear the announcer sometimes gush about how he gets it out of his hand so quickly. But once in a while, like, you hold on to the ball for the extra two seconds to make that downfield throw. And it, it, it doesn't feel like the Saints ever do that right now. Yeah, that's, that's totally true. Um, but, but, yeah, definitely a game we'll watch uh, and watch closely. Yeah, for sure. All right, Mike, Bengals, Browns, who you got here? Um, Ohio. Yeah, I know. I, I, I have to have the Browns here. Um, I, I don't think the Bengals are, are very good, but the Browns are, are just like, they can't be trusted for all their talent. I can't believe they lost to the Steelers last week, but, um, yeah, poorly coached team with a lot of talent. I still have the Browns, even <laughs> just because of talent. Yeah, I think I got Browns here as well. Bengals win last week against the Jets. Like, I don't know. That can't be trusted at all. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I got the Browns here at home. Um, Mike, Panthers versus Falcons. Who do you have in this game? Panthers? Yeah. Coming off of saying they edge coach being fired. Falcons at home. Possibility for the Falcons. Or you got the Panthers? No, it, it's interesting, but... I know I've been off the Falcons bandwagon. I'm going to go with the Falcons for this game. Okay. Got the Falcons. Yeah, they uh, they laid the smack down away against the Panthers um, three weeks ago, and uh, they're going to be at home for this game. They looked pretty frisky um, against the Saints. Against, I mean, you know, being able to beat the Saints uh, a few weeks ago as well. I think that I think that for these divisional games, um, it honestly, <laughs> some weird stuff happens. So I, I kind of like the Falcons for this game. Um, yeah. Interesting. I got the Panthers here, and the only reason why I say that is because maybe it kind of does something to like jumpstart the season, or not even jumpstart the season, but I think one of those things is like, all right, we're a team, we got to stick together. They fired their coach, their backs are against the walls, playing against playing up all the sports books that we all know. Um, but yeah, I I think it's, it'll be one of those things where like maybe we'll just push pushing the gap in the ball thirty times and see what he can do with it. Yeah, well, if I was a Falcons player and I actually like Dan Quinn, um, my motivation would be, look, our coach is going to get fired if we lose the game. So that is true. That's Probably true as well. Um, yeah. So, Mike, Dolphins or Jets? Um, the Jets suck. Uh, no, I guess it, our Jets suck. I, I, I think the Jets will win, to be honest. Dolphins um, are trending upwards? No, I, I still have the Jets here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I
I got the Jets here. They have Jets one against the Dolphins. We can't go all two. We can't go all two against the Dolphins. Yeah, it's their rational Jets side coming out, but I. Come on, it's a little bit of a pride game. Totally agree. Totally agree there. Like Chargers, Jags, who do we have here? Right. So a pretty unexciting game. Um, Very unexciting. I think the Chargers are actually still like this is a year removed from them making the playoffs. Um, I think the Chargers. I think, are I think they're better than Jaguars. Like I don't know how we could rationally break down this game, but I think they're a little bit better than the Jaguars. Yeah, I agree. I think they're better than the Jaguars. Um, some uh, some shakeups going on there in Jacksonville as well with uh, Minshew getting the start over the Foles. So yeah, I I, I just like the Chargers. Because of their talent, to be very honest, it's not like home field yeah. advantage has ever helped them or yeah, hurt them. Guess, yeah, honestly, I bet you at this point the Eagles are probably just wondering, oh, like Wentz is going down any minute now. Foles has to come back to us somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I got the Chargers here as well. Um, yep. Not as partially exciting game as Dolphins, but yeah, Chargers away. Um, Mike. Chiefs versus Pats, probably, probably the third best game this week. Who do we have? Yeah, yeah I think that this will be an interesting game. I like the Chiefs here, though. You like the Chiefs here? Okay. What, mm-hmm. What's your rationale going about this? I mean, I'm pretty sure the Chiefs are going to put up points. I'm pretty sure the Chiefs will be able to put up, like, 30. I, I don't know if the Pats could put up 30. Hmm. That's an interesting case. This defense is not good, though. That's the worry. No, but, I mean, they put a 40, 20, so 40, 24, 35, 26, 31, 30, 31, right? Yeah. Um, they're always putting up, like, 25, 30. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, the Patriots, like, Let's take a look at what they've been able to put up the past few weeks. 22, 13, 17, 20, like 27. It, it's, it's, it's rough. It's rough. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure the Pats have the firepower. And I think that if they don't get the win here, um, and I think that will be a great game. It will be close. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. Um, it's not like I think the Chiefs are going to blow the Pats out here, but if the Pats lose two in a row, like what kind of moves do they end up making? Yeah, I don't know if they'll be make like I think the the, the drum beats and like every everything will get louder if they ended up losing. I have the Pats here actually, but I think like like all the talking guys would be like, Oh, it's definitely pretty. I just think like this is a classic like redemption game for Pat to kind of show like, Oh, you're still weird. Um I don't know, I can't imagine this Pat team going fourteen and two. Yeah. So I mean we'll have to responsibility with their remaining Yeah, their remaining schedule Bengals, Bills, Dolphins. It's 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 a cakewalk. Like, this is – that's the easy uh, – I mean, not a cakewalk with the Bills, but they are playing them at home. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, if they are able to beat the Chiefs, I'm pretty sure they'll go 14-2, which is kind of a, incredible for this team. Totally. All right, Mike. Titans versus Raiders. Maybe good game, actually, with some playoff implications. Right, so, yeah, I, I have the Titans here. Yeah, I think this is, like, one of those that's really whoever wins this is going to have the inside track to that six wild card spot. Totally agree. Yeah, I have the Titans here. I, it, I'm a little worried, worrisome just because, like, the Titans are on the road, and I don't know if I can trust Ryan Tannehill, but I'm being like, all right, give me the Titans, and don't hold it against me if the Raiders kill the Titans. Um, right. Like, I just think the Raiders are a little bit more well-rounded. Well, the, the Raiders... Like, I, I just don't – the Titans run defense has been good um, this year. And, you know, the Raiders have been not been able to put any points up for the past few weeks. They put up three against our Jets and then nine against the Chiefs. And if you're able to shut down that run game with Jacobs, it, it just doesn't seem like they have enough in terms of the weapons on, a, a, like, you know, for the passing – game to really get going. So I, I, I like the Titans here. Um, I honestly think that they start off ahead and the Raiders don't have firepower to catch up. Yeah, agree with that. All right, Mike, Steelers versus Cardinals. Who do you have here? I have the Steelers fairly easily. I don't know if I have it fairly easily. I, I think that fairly easily. I, I saw it was a way game. I have the Steelers here in a close one. Yeah, so I'm actually going to go. This will be one of my upsets. I think the Cardinals. Okay. I actually wouldn't be surprised by that. I just, yeah, it wouldn't be surprising. Yeah, I I like the Cardinals. They've been pretty frisky. Um, I think that they've been in a really tough division, and they're better than this Um, 3-8-1. They've had a really, really brutal last five games. but, yeah, I, I think that they are able to actually pull out a victory um, against the Steelers team here. Yeah, totally. Agree. Not really, because I got the Steelers. <laughs> All right, Mike. You got Seahawks this Rams for Sunday night. This will be the key game for the Rams in terms of whether or not they can make the playoffs. Um, they pretty much have to win this one, have any shot. Um, who do you have in this game? Yeah, I, I think that the Seahawks will win this game. Um, yeah, I, I like the Seahawks here. I think that as much as the Rams want to win this game, I also think the Seahawks want to win and solidify this uh, the division in that number one um, two seed. So I think that they, they end up winning this game, and they have a lot of reasons to want to win. Yeah, I think this will be a really fun, interesting, tough, close game for both teams. Um, I think Seattle's going to win here as well. I like golf showed things last week that, and obviously it was against Arizona, so you know you take that with a grain of salt. But he showed a couple of things that you're like, oh, okay. There's glimpses of what why we paid him this huge extension for. Um, so I think that's a hopeful sign. I wonder if he's able to do it against the Seahawks team that 
little bit more stout defensively. Um, it, I, I just trust Wilson a little bit more. <laughs> and oh, by a little bit more, I trust him a lot more in comparison to Jerry Goff. So that's why I'm going Seattle. Yep, yep, that makes sense. I mean, Jerry Goff is just too hot and cold uh, to really trust. All right, Mike, Giants versus Eagles. I think you know who I have here. I got the Eagles um, at home against the Giants on Monday night. Yeah, I do too. I mean, honestly, it's just, yeah, the Giants are, Giants are really bad defensively. Um, they are really bad defensively. So, yeah, so I, I think the Eagles here, they do have a hard time putting up points, to be very honest. Yeah, and I mean they put up thirty against the Dolphins, but still it's thirty one against the Dolphins. Like I think we'll play it was, it. I it's more about like their long term, like if they were to make the playoffs, like I don't know what they do. Yeah, I agree. Like it just doesn't feel like they have enough weapons to like do a drive from like a twenty yard line all the way to, to a touchdown. Like the best that they can muster is probably a field goal. Um, if at all, like they just aren't able to string enough, like string enough, like plays on third down, right? When it's like third and long, it seems like they try and go for Earth every time, and he's double covered, right? So who's that next next person up? Um, Alshon Jeffrey's been hurt. I think that you know you can rely on Miles Sanders to get you like solid three to five yards, but third and long, like it just seems like they they break down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this like, he has not, it feels like, been as good as last year, I would say, in his, like, really good breakout year. Um, and maybe that conscious effort is maybe saving him a little bit, but I think now's the time to kind of give him the ball a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. But honestly, a lot of times he's like, he's kind of double covered. Yeah, totally. I like they know he's the main weapon there, especially with some of their um, depleted wide receivers. Um, so yep. like finish up with the NFL season with their picks. Uh, let's talk about fantasy as we move into the playoffs. Mike, how did it end up turning out for you at the end of the regular season? Yeah, so happy to report that I actually made the playoffs with my uh, five and seventeen, or six and seventeen actually. All right, let's go. What seed are you? So I am the sixth seed. Oh, just and, got in by the skin of your teeth. Yep, and it, it was kind of lucky. So. What ended up happening was uh, three of us were contending for a playoff spot. I actually went out, but I was playing one of the other teams contending, and I was not projected to win. I think I was like a 15-point underdog. Somehow got the victory on the winning by 30. Um, and then at the same time, the other team that was contending, a real powerhouse of the team, it, on paper, his team is so much better than mine. Um, you know, I got a little bit lucky with – you know, um, Hopkins and Edelman having to put up, I believe, something like 27 points. And uh, lo and behold, I think they got 30 points for me. So really got in by the skin of my teeth. 
And uh, yeah, I'm excited for my first round astral thing that I'm about to get. Is it is it a confirmed astral thing, or is it just like one of those things that like uh, who are some of the players that are featuring in in, in the match? Well, so to start off, they have Christian McCaffrey. Um, that's that's so, not my team as well. That that's never a good sign. But <laughs> number one fantasy player this year. Yep. So yeah, he has Christian McCaffrey, Keenan Allen, um, Kenny Galladay. He's gonna play both Scarbor- Scarborough, who looked actually quite solid for Detroit and is getting a lot of touches. Um, he has Sonny Michelle, Dak Prescott, uh, Kevin Coleman, Will Fuller, and Jared Cook. Right. Remind me, remind me of your team. Yeah, so my team is not too good. Uh, it's Aaron Rodgers. I was forced to start Miles Sanders as my RB1. Uh, LaShawn McCoy is RB2. OBJ, uh, DK Metcalf, Darren Waller, and Cortland Sutton. So it's, 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 a, rough, it's a rough team. Um, unfortunately, Mack and David Johnson, uh, Marlon Mack and David Johnson have, you know, had their issues. So I'm hoping I get Mack back this week. Mac might be coming back this week for just for your uh sake. So you might be lucky there. Um and it might work out for you. Um yep. yeah. I gotta hope the uh yep, I I'm just hoping OBJ, DK Metcalf and uh Cortland Sutton boom again. Or just you know, one of a few of them go off. And that's kind of my prayer. So I give myself like a twenty to thirty percent chance of, of honestly winning. Yeah. You might want to pay for like a mini boom. <laughs> like I don't know if you'll get a full boom from them, but mini boom pop. Um, I guess moving over to me, one of my leagues got secured a first round buy, so no worries this week. Um, ended up getting the number one seed. Ended up scoring the most points in the league with having the second most points scored against me. So did fairly well there. Um, in this league. And then in the other league, I literally, we, like, this is my co manage. We literally got in by, like, one point. Um, <laughs> so let me explain the scenario to you. What ended up happening was we ended up, what well, if we won our matchup, we were in the playoffs. And if we lost, we would have a couple of different scenarios to happen. So we ended up. We ended up being up like 20 points um, going going into Sunday night where the other team had James White left playing. And then James White ended up carrying the other team, scoring a garbage time touchdown to to lift them to the victory. He ended up putting 32 points up um, on my team. And we ended up taking the loss. So we had to play the waiting game until Monday night. Um, so Monday night, we basically took one of these two teams, one of these two teams that had us to lose for us to make the playoffs. And lo and behold, one of them ended up winning. And, or one of them won um, because Kyle Rudolph ended up scoring a late touchdown yesterday. But for our sake, we ended up having Stefan Stephon, um, Stephon Diggs versus Jacob Hollister, and we needed Jacob Hollister to outperform Stefan Diggs, and he ended up ended up doing it by one point, and that's why we're in the playoffs because of Jacob Hollister. So we thank Jacob Hollister 
So we ended up making it as the sixth seed as well in the playoffs. And then this week, we ended up scoring the most points and had the second most points scored against us. So just unlucky playoffs, uh, unlucky schedule throughout the regular season. Uh, so we're actually playing this team that ended up starting early we lost to last week this week. So hopefully we get a little bit of revenge this week. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> we all hope that Jacob Hoss had a, a very happy Thanksgiving because uh, we give many thanks to him. Give many thanks to Jacob Hollister and the fantasy guys. So, Mike, thanks again for coming on to the podcast. Um, really interesting. And as the fantasy football playoffs heat up, uh, good luck to everyone, and hopefully you guys avoid all punishment of being the Sacco and end up winning some money. So good luck to everyone uh, out there. And Mike, good luck to you and your playoff team this week. Good luck to you as well. And uh, we'll report back on uh, how bad the loss is next week. (laughs) Right. Sounds good. Sounds completely optimistic. So Mike, uh, keep your head up and I will talk to you next week. Sounds good. Message and I hope it makes you smile. Don't worry about me, baby, cause I swear that I'll be fine. I got a girl with a mind on love. The kind of love that is dangerous. It knocks me down, but I get back up. And I'm addicted, I can't get enough.